What's up, everyone? My name is Benas, and welcome to the first Coffee Savant episode of this platform. Today is the last episode for this summer because I'm going on a national team break and everything is focused on a national team so we can qualify for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, but before we go there, I wanted to take this coffee break and I talked to the number one coffee savant in Europe, uh, Alex Posposhil. Posposhil? I'm sorry, Alex. Uh, and uh, we talked a lot about the coffee culture in Europe. Um, his coffee platform, European Coffee Trip, is the number one pl coffee platform uh, in Europe. And I suggest for everyone to visit who's traveling and looks for a specialty coffee place or third wave coffee uh, in Europe. Please enjoy this experience. Please subscribe to this YouTube channel and let's grow this uh, YouTube channel together. Subscribe to the podcast, the audio platforms. Everywhere you'll find the Benos podcast, wherever wherever you search for it. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. There's a lot of good stuff in here, not only about Europe, but also about Australia, about Japan, about the coffee culture in general. No knows about coffee and much, much more. So please enjoy and see you after the summer. Bye. All right, now we're being recorded. I, I was just told by Zoom, and uh, here we are with Alex Pospisil. Pospisil. Um, thanks for doing this, Alex. It's, it's, a, it's a great pleasure for me, and I'll explain why it's a big pleasure for me, because uh, people expect me to be a basketball junkie and, and a sports junkie, but coffee is another passion of mine. And my number one goal was to get you on the show, and I'll explain why it was. So thanks for doing this. Thanks for being here. It's it's a pleasure. I'm I'm not not doing that many podcasts, but when I saw your message and kind of the topics of the podcast, I thought it will be really fun because I have some background in sport, not really basketball, so I thought it would be a fun conversation. Yeah, we we can talk about a little bit about that as well. I mean, it's it's always you know with with coffee, the conversation can go anywhere. <laughs> it's not it's not guaranteed to take you know like for, go from A to B. You'll go from A B C D, and then sometimes you end up at Z or somewhere else. But, um, you know, do you listen That's to Joe true. Rogan at all? Not regularly because, you know, his, his podcasts are quite long, right? So I don't have a, yeah. <laughs> enough time to listen to, to many of them. But yeah, but I really enjoy the conversations there. Yeah, I, I, uh, I usually listen to them or Tim Ferriss, you know, like in two, three, four uh, goes, you know, it's hard to listen for three hours to, to, to them talk. But he specifically Joe Rogan has another category or rubric or how you want to call it with you know fight companion where they just talk about fights so mine gonna be uh, the coffee savants <laughs> coffee savants and you're the number one coffee savant for me but before we dive into coffee uh who's Alice Pospisil Pospisil who where what what's your what's your background how did you how do we get to this point here yeah so well uh so who is Alex Pospisil? So, I mean, I live in, uh, I think, let's start with where I am. So I'm I'm in Czech Republic. Brno is the city I, I live in. And I actually studied technical engineering. I, I graduated telecommunications and electrical engineering, but I kind of always thought I understand slightly the technical side, but I'm also good with people. So I thought like, I will try to connect these two. So I work for different kinds of startups. And it was like, the, the number of, of the employee number, I was like always like decreasing. So so it was like employee number 50, employee number seven. So I, I thought, okay, eventually I will start my own company. And uh, even though the, the European coffee trip or how, how you actually know us was really 
kind of almost a random project at the beginning. It turned out to be a business that we, and and hopefully sustainable business at the moment. So uh, so the the shift uh, to coffee was more like uh, trying to find something I like enough that I can dedicate it to like several years of my life and eventually find a, find uh, and turn it into the business and find uh, really interesting people to work with. So so yeah. It's it's a passion. It, it it's really apparent that it's a passion. And usually, you know, the passion will find you. Like you you work around it, you work your your daily lives, but then you discover certain things that draw you more closer to it. And that's for me it's it's the same way. It was the same way with coffee. Uh, in terms of discovery, I started off with the classic latte, you know, like you you start off mm -hmm. with the, just espresso shot and just full a whole bunch of milk, and you don't really understand what 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 coffee is, but Uh, as I was playing, uh, my, my, my starting my professional career, my best friend and teammate, we always went to activate. We call, we call it activate because your, your, your bladder gets activated and you always want to go to the toilet afterwards. So let's, let's go, <laughs> let's go activate, we call it. And, and, uh, so we start off with a latte, then you go into a cappuccino and then, you know, slowly you, you reduce the milk. And then at some point you start discovering the the true taste of coffee. And before that, we also put a whole bunch of sugar in there. So that's, I mean, it was a disaster of a coffee mix for me. If I look back on it now, I was probably the unhealthiest healthy person <laughs> at that time. But how did you, how did your coffee journey, like where, where did you start discovering and tasting the first bits of coffee and, and then falling in love with it? I think it was in, in in many ways similar, but I even started with the instant coffee with milk, you know, mm. that my girlfriend at the time, I think, you know, uh, made and I was like, okay, so it's something warm that I can drink. Then, you know, in, in Czech Republic, I don't know if it's in Lithuania, the same, we have a, our own kind of a way of uh, brewing Turkish coffee, basically just have a have a cup, just put the ground coffee and, and boil water on top and wait for a few minutes and then drink it. So this is something, you know, my parents would do. And, and at some point, you know, I, I, I join them um, but the really really kind of the specialty way specialty drinking coffee uh, I discovered at the, in 2013 I guess you know through the the coffee festival here in Brno and so there was a one seminar you know where uh, one of the kind of now known uh, specialty coffee roaster hold and there he brought all the different crazy looking machines you know to brew a cup of coffee and at some point you know he was talking and talking and at some point he opened a bag of coffee perhaps it was from panama and i said yeah so this will smell and taste like strawberry and yogurt and i was like i was laughing in my mind yeah, of course it will taste like that but <laughs> truly it did so say oh coffee can really be something interesting and that kind of brought us you know to start getting some equipment and grind the uh, uh but the tipping point came about a year later when i moved to switzerland i was kind of not very positively surprised that the coffee scene back there is actually least developed than in Czech Republic. So I was kind of hunting for, you know, the specialty coffee roasters and, and some people. And at some point I said, okay, maybe, you know, because I was using this meetup group for hikes and so on. So maybe there are some more people who likes coffee and would love to explore with me because it's kind of pity to just call somebody and say, yeah, I'm interested to do something. But if I'm having, if I'm having a group behind me, yeah. so it can be, you know, much more opening and accepting. So, you know, basically I created something called uh, Zurich Coffee Club. And uh, that was nice. uh, another kind of, uh, I think, tipping point that led me later to, you know, say, okay, maybe there is there is even more people who, who are interested in specialty coffee. So let's 
let's start traveling and, and mapping the, the specialty coffee, you know, all around the place. Genius. Genius. <laughs> I'm absolutely no, it it it's it doesn't seem like it's it's uh, you know like like something revolutionary because you're just starting mm -hmm. to map it. But in terms of like okay, now the travel has stopped for basically a year and a half, more 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 or less. But um I and we'll let's let's talk a little bit about your your platform because I saw that you made some recent updates as well in 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 terms of website, but uh The discovery I had, because my job involves a lot of travel, and whenever I switched um, from predominantly working and living with a team together, where you travel with the team, I switched to being an MBA scout, and I travel on myself a lot, for my, uh, on my own a lot, you know, and I traveled all across Europe, and that was more like uh, 2014, 15, that's when it all started for me personally, and I started, you know, like you go into coffee places, you go a lot of meet coffee meetings, a lot of quick, you know, in Spain or in uh, specifically in Catalonia, you go for a cortado in, 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 uh, in, in Italy, you go for a quick espresso, espresso, uh, by the way, is I, I get, I get agitated when I hear espresso. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a big, uh, such a big, uh, not, not insult, but I, I get a little bit, a little bit, uh, do you have an opinion on that, by the way? No, I'm easy, really. But there's, I mean, I guess in, because of the language, and, and I don't hear that often. So, so I, yeah. I suppose like also, diff, you know, different languages, different cultures have a more inclination to do like the the espresso and espresso exchange. So yeah. I'm not exposed to it so much. But I also, I think it was at the certain, I think all these kind of issue with certain terminology is kind of part of the development of certain culture. And I think you know. It, at least it feels like in specialty coffee we are kind of over it. Like I mean, if we want to actually bring more people, you know, to the to to the coffee scene and to the special coffee scene, we need to be more open and don't kind of bother that much with like you know how people are kind of calling things and how they are ordering. I think it has a point, you know, where you need to kind of make yourself a distinct, you know, by taste, by name, by kind of culture. But I guess that's changed a little bit now. I think I think that's probably me personally and being like. Uh, in, when, whenever I have like a coach's, co my coach's hat on, you know, I put my coach's hat mm -hmm. on and then, then things have to be a certain way and not the other way, you know, and then the, you, I get, I get a little bit of a tunnel vision. Um, but I started to, on my travels, I started to discover your platform. I started to, to look for coffee places and specialty coffee places to start Googling it. And then your, your site came, came, uh, start coming up always. It came, okay. came up. I guess 2016 was more, more, was more frequently. I saw more places in Europe to be mapped out. And since then, you know, everywhere I went, even like I went, to, uh, I was in Aarhus, Denmark, and right there, one cafe that was just down the, right down my alley, and it, it, it hit the spot for me, you know. So let's talk about what people can find on your, on your uh, European coffee trip platform, because it's, it's a, it's a discovery for all the scouts, for all the people that, uh, that travel for work. It's number, it should be number one platform for coffee. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's very simple. I think, I mean, we do more things now and we do more videos and, and other parts of the content, but, but what we, you know, wanted to build and what we are really building is kind of place where if you are in Europe and if you are searching for a good cup of coffee, so you go there and you find it. So we try to, you know, first it was like us actually traveling and visiting all the places kind of creating. But later when we saw the growth of the scene, we wouldn't be able to keep up with the pace of, of new cafes opening. So we kind of like more like invited the community and now we are more like creating and making sure that we are adding the kind of right coffee shops. 
and we have now over 2000 of them in 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 Europe um wow. and i mean kind of the main main criteria is that they they serve specialty coffee which means that they are taking beans <clears throat> from the specialty coffee roastery and these means that are usually focused on on the quality uh, of the beverage and and uh, but also I think like for the specialty it has certain kind of like uh, characteristics and and uh, and features uh, that uh, this coffee shop usually have so I think it's uh, so that that's the, the number one goal like to be a place platform where people go if they are searching for the good cup of coffee in Europe and be are trying to do our best to <laughs> to help them. Yeah, but that's that's the thing that I don't think uh, a lot of people understand yet. I don't. I'm not trying to generalize, but a lot of people say like, "Let's go have a cup of coffee," you know, and they go have a cup of coffee, and it's just a cup of coffee, but you don't know really the essence or the taste of it until you really had a really good cup of coffee. I had the same thing with wine, a same experience with with red wine. One time, I was I was never a big wine or, or drinker or or anything, but I st- I had one really good. Uh, uh chile red wine you know and and uh, it just opened my eyes it was like whoa there is like a discovery here that you can you can really find out and the same thing is about you know all delicacies like chocolate coffee cheese so uh, i think this niche is a very specific uh, you know also has a very specific and acquired taste that not everybody understands but where should people start uh, when they want to discover coffee, where what what coffee should they start with? And for all the rookies out there that that don't understand the difference, what's what's the biggest uh, discovery point for 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 a newcomer? Well, even that they probably already drink coffee, right? So so I I would say I mean rather than giving them or, or suggesting them to actually start making coffee at home, if they are, I think like the the great entry will be find a kind of good coffee shop when where they are so i mean like if they are rural europe i i i, I would suggest them to go to our website and try to find a, yep. the closest coffee shop we we feature and there i think the it's kind of the role of the barista to give them their hand and so be kind of be open i think this is the, the prerequisite for for anybody like be open to slightly different tastes slightly new thing because i mean if if you are drinking coffee a certain way and you don't want to change so probably you know there is I mean, nothing we can help you. But if you if you want to explore different taste, different approach, so then just find the coffee shop. I think if you are if you are kind of out of Europe, so search third wave coffee or specialty coffee kind of nearby, and it should give you some some uh, some help. So that would be number one. And if you are already making coffee at home, so then again, like try to find not the coffee shop but the specialty coffee roastery. Again, like try to search and uh, find idly some some place that is nearby that you can actually visit and talk to the the guys who are roasting coffee. Then just taste it next to each other. Like taste your, the coffee you are usually drinking and taste it next to the coffee that you bought. And I mean, perhaps it's not for everybody, right? Like somebody likes to have the coffee the the way he, he has it for ages, but it's at least good to taste the difference yeah that's what you say tasting i uh and now i had i had to think of an experience i had with a colleague of mine from from another team who's also from the czech republic and he was in lithuania and we went to a coffee taste i I, like it was a sunday morning and i had like a a coffee tasting um invitation so i i I took him i took him with me it was all in lithuanian he didn't understand uh, anything but uh, we went through this coffee tasting experience 
And you know you have to slurp it. You know you have to really like the the when you when you experience when you drink it, like you have to really slurp the coffee so you can get it through your through your mouth, through your tongue, and 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 all all throughout your your mouth. And it was a funny experience because then you you start experiencing the different regions of of the coffee and the different taste that they have. Um, is there is there a specific region you like a specific specific uh, area of the world where you would prefer the beans uh, from? I will. I will still comment on the on the on the tasting or the cupping, as we call it, uh, yeah. because it's really interesting. Even I would say it's not like the, the, you know, something that I would suggest people to kind of do as, as a as a first step to kind of explore the you know specialty coffee. But it's definitely interesting ritual just to watch it and 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 taste it. Like slurping itself can be a little bit intimidating <laughs> because then you focus not really on taste, but how to slurp and how to not to spill it all over your t-shirt. But but overall, it's it's really nice way because you can taste different. I mean, you you can you realize very quickly that there are, the coffee doesn't taste like coffee, but it has a, so many different flavors and and characteristics. So it's really, really nice, nice thing. And when it comes to my preferred coffee, I mean, it changes. But I mean, in general, African coffee is very, very uh, you know. You know, uh, it's the origin of of coffee, like you know, so Ethiopian or, or the region Kenya. The first, uh, the origin trip, or actually for me, the only one that the the, the coffee origin country that I visited was Tanzania. So that was uh -huh. uh, that was amazing. Um, yeah, but but yeah, but African coffee, but it's you know, we should say it's usually more acidic, more more fruity, yes. more. So, uh, so it's again like uh, perhaps not the entry level, but it's definitely if it's uh, kind of naturally processed. So it's it's very aromatic and it's very very uh, prominent. So you you can taste the difference straight away. Did you did, do you drink the Ethiopian coffee then as a uh, like in a Chemex filtered, or do you have a like an prefer the espresso espresso shot from the from the African region? Because then it's also a different different experience as well. Yeah, it can be. Too too punchy, I, I suppose, from through the through the espresso because espresso because it's such a short drink, right? So it emphasizes all the flavors and taste. So then sometimes the uh, you know the the espresso from Kenyan coffee or even some African can be perhaps too much for for some people. But I mean, ninety percent I, I think I drink filter coffee uh, now. At the moment, we have even espresso machine you know, or some home espresso makers here. But I mean, it's. Usually it's too, quite a lot of hassle, you know, to to make a espresso proper way. So for that, I usually like to go to the coffee shops. I mean, COVID nineteen yeah. changed it a little bit for many people because many coffee shops were closed for too long. But I think it's uh, it's. I mean, if you don't want to make really another hobby and really dedicate your life to kind of as proper espresso making, it's much easier to brew a filter coffee. Yeah, I I agree, and I think. Probably well, I'll we'll get to the AeroPress part also. But for me, um, I also am a Ethiopian Yirgacheve region fan because I can. It's enough for me also already to just to smell the beans from Yirgacheve because the the smell of of this region is so specific and so light that when I drink it through a Chemex, it it also it almost tastes like tea. You know, it's so mm -hmm. it's so fine fine filtered and and um, light on your you know when you drink it that. It's a it's a very different experience for people what people would would expect from a regular filter coffee. Um, so for me, it's also and, and, go ahead, go ahead. And yeah, I think for people who never tried kind of filter coffee, perhaps that depends on the on the region, right? Because I guess in the yeah. US, like everybody kind of drinks filter coffee or like North Europe, but then the you know more 
you go to to south like there is like the stronger coffee and more espresso like coffee is kind of norm when you say coffee this is what you expect so so uh, so i think like when when i also invite some people uh to taste filter coffee for the first time so it's for the i think it's good good to describe it as kind of tea right because they then they can yeah. adjust the expectation and uh, of the strength of the coffee because it's not like this strong bitter uh, liquid that they might be drinking otherwise yeah exactly exactly and that's that's when i had also like an epiphany in terms of like f what filter coffee can be like you know and uh, one time also with an uh, ethiopian espresso i think it was ethiopian or it was african for sure uh, maybe it may have been kenyan but uh, I was drinking the espresso and it was very acidic and it was very, very, um, well, you, you could feel the, 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 st the strength of it. Then it cooled down, you know, cause I was taking my time and it cooled down and the last, the last bit of it was so sweet. There's, it was like sweet tea at the end, you know, and it was very thick, obviously, because it was an espresso, but it was so sweet and it just completely changed the taste. Do you know how that comes about? Like, is that just a temperature change or what, how, how does that happen? Well, it can also happen if you didn't steer it, right? Like if you if yeah. you didn't steer the the espresso, so then there are like it it there are the layers, right? Like because it's like the coffee extracts slightly differently as as it goes through the like mm -hmm. the pack and uh, of uh, of coffee in the in the porta filter. So if you don't mix it, so there like because it's like thick thick liquid, right? So there the the layers remain there. So down 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 there, like the down in the bottom, there is more like more extracted kind of properly extracted coffee, which is kind of can be already like a little bit too bitter but if it's lightly roasted so it can be like kind of like the sweet but on the top like you have already kind of a little bit over extracted coffee so if you don't mix it so then you might have a first sip that is actually more acidic and then down is uh, the proper kind of taste that's that's uh that's another epiphany i had just like two weeks ago i think and i never thought and I felt like, like this barista told me when I was just about to drink, he's like, ah, 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 ah. and I felt, he said, he said, you know, you have to stir it just to, just to mix up all the layers, even though there's, I, I'm not putting any sugar or anything and you still have to mix it. And for me, I felt like such a loser. I was like, oh no, I've been drinking. I've, I've been taking, I'm a coffee, I'm a coffee savant and I've been drinking espresso without mixing it. <laughs> but that was, it was, uh, I mean it's 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 that de is definitely important to know for people that who drink espresso without uh without putting sugar you still have to stir it you know that's a very important point to make for sure or or i mean or you don't but you 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 need to be aware that there is like this yeah. thing right sometimes i also don't do it but it's it's okay <laughs> yeah yeah have you do you um for your youtube channel cuz you started a youtube channel just recently right it's 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 a, it's a rel relatively new um new channel from you know from the time you started your platform to to going over to the YouTube channel, because I've seen it just recently start popping up more and the subscribers are through the roof, the views are through the roof, and I love everything I see on there. So can you speak a little bit what people can find on the uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, sure. Good, good to hear it's showing in your in your YouTube homepage. So it uh, means... I'm subscribed, I'm subscribed <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's actually not new. So we, um, I mean, Almost at the beginning. I mean, we wanted to do the videos. It was one of the motivation for for my colleague to actually learn photography and learn video through the through the European coffee trip. So we actually, I mean, one, I mean, we started making videos early on, and and the first, I think, first videos we already published on YouTube were in 2014. And wow. uh, and I think kind of bigger, 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 bigger kind of videos were some of the interviews and and uh, and the 
talks and lectures with uh, our friend William Davies, who is a former barista champion, world barista champion. Uh, but I think it's, you know, at the, at the very beginning, we wanted to do the videos that are basically also the city guys. So, so as we visit the city and we find these coffee shops, uh, we also film there and, you know, we, we, we publish article and and the video at the same time so but you know after a few months of of trying to do that we realized we are not at the point of kind of the the, the level of production we can actually do it both on the we wouldn't have enough time and we wouldn't have enough skills so i think like for then you know it was really a little bit slower you know for us to make videos and publish regularly on on, on youtube but i think like two or two or three years ago we we kind of made the bigger commitment for uh to you know publish something regularly and develop our skills and uh kind of the the topics that we want there uh but we have really kind of like the big bigger spikes where last year when people start to learn how to make coffee at home during yeah. the covid and yeah. and People spend more time on on YouTube and and online in general. So it was one and and another kind of like like now increased growth was like this year actually also like the spring where we release few of the popular videos and and through that like some some more people start finding our channel. Yeah, so that's that's probably why. I mean, I I didn't I didn't take notice on the dates of the videos. That that's probably why I missed missed the the the, the, the how how. Uh, um, the age of the of your of your channel, but uh, it certainly started to 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 grow more recently because of the pandemic. Probably, like you said, people are more at home. People are more interested in learning new things and cooking and 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 brewing. And you can see that there is a, a huge interest in coffee. Also, um, just in in general, um, you know learning more about the taste of it and more about the history of it and i think your channel describes also very well the uh like the different milk drinks the different you know like from from espresso macchiato all the way to latte i saw that most popular video and i think there's a lot of good discoveries there what's what's your favorite video on there that you think people can learn the most from well it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> well it's a difficult question uh um, I mean, and I mean, it's, it's difficult to judge, right? Like, obviously, like the, the most popular. What, what can be interesting, maybe for you, and and uh, and, and there's some relation to to the perhaps the sport as well. Like, so, so so the most popular videos are not the ones that we spend the most time, or or you know that are perhaps the the you know the, the the most crafted it's just like kind of like when you fit the the need and something that hasn't been done maybe before and and the uh, you know it and and yeah and, and people find it uh, useful and and what we realized like quite recently that basically simple topics but explained well and through yeah. the you know the right words and right visuals are actually something that's still missing on on, on youtube so i guess we'll be dedicating more more time towards that because i mean in the past we did quite you know like uh tutorials and and reviews and 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 uh and how to make coffee and and obviously it's needed but there is already a certain amount of of these kind of videos on on a channel but if we take really <clears throat> sorry really simple topic but explain it well i guess uh, it might help actually the most people so th this is what what we realized yeah um, it has to be like whatever is foundational right i think foundational just to have a really good idea and that's where you can you can grow from there just have a good foundation to to learn from so i think your platform provides that as well do you do you um do you have a favorite from all the travels you did do you have a favorite place uh, or cafe that you went to uh, uh, around europe 
yeah i'm always like thinking about like that like uh what, what are our favorites and uh obviously it's, it's difficult to say but we have a and but but it's always uh related to the uh to the people actually i think like behind the behind the behind the places and and obviously there is like um there are certain aspects like the quality and, and approach but it's always connected to people it feels when when i think about kind of the really highlights and one one aspect is that very often in these coffee shops the owners and kind of mastermind behind the, the business they are still involved on a kind of daily basis almost as a, working as a baristas um so in a, in the recent years and and we try to actually also make vid- videos kind of like this about these exceptional places on our youtube channel so one of it that we <clears throat> that we featured quite recently is uh is a fuku in amsterdam which is uh the the coffee shop of the of the of the fried heads coffee roasters from amsterdam and and the owner lex is again like veteran on the specialty coffee scene he was a vice Barista champion, and because he has known as a roaster who also like, uh, can roast the exceptional coffee, so very often, you know, the the people from around the world send him samples to actually roast. Uh, so he takes these kind of like special treats and special loads and and brew it in 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 his coffee shop. So this is definitely one kind of highlight. Another kind of highlight would be the Mame coffee shops in uh, in Zurich. Now they have two, and they also roast coffee and the interesting thing when i mentioned the uh, zurich coffee club at the at the very beginning of my coffee journey so two of the owners are actually one of the early members of this club so, uh-huh, so later nice. they kind of actually start exploring coffee even more they eventually become the the barista champions of zurich wow and of the world <laughs> later and then they start the business so it's 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 this is one of the most exciting thing for me because the people we met Early on, like in seven, six years ago, are now kind of leaders in the in their fields, opening the kind of like you know very nice coffee shops and and coffee roasters, or winning the championship. So yeah, that's yeah. an amazing feeling for us. <laughs> yeah, you're like like a pioneer influencer, <laughs> coffee in for 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 Zurich. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so, I so have... these and uh, go ahead, go ahead, say it. No, 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 that's I, I, I can perhaps list some more, but it's very, you know, it's it's very personal. So, so I think it's, it's uh, once once you fill certain criteria, and and I think we try to do with our our city guys, then it's about the about the style and and uh, aesthetics and uh, approach and people you meet in a coffee shop. But uh, that that's I, one I thing. Suggest people go ahead and start exploring. Yeah, that's that's the way to go about it. You know, when uh, when you said people, you know, I, I got excited because that's the same. I had the same idea of uh, or the same um, uh, initial thought about people drawing you back to a place. Because, for example, when I travel around the world, the people and the environment that's warm, that you feel welcome at, that's when you go want to go back. You know, like I, I love Japan. I loved Australia. I love New Zealand. You know, like going to these countries because the people are so welcoming. To those kind, like you, you kind of always want to come back to that. And the same thing is with cafes, as you say, the people, the baristas. If they, if they're really friendly and you feel a warm environment, and then on top of that, the coffee is good, you will always go back to that place. And I have my places like that. I'm, I'm um, always going back, back and forth between Lithuania and Berlin because I also have mm-hmm. a place in, in Berlin. And in Berlin, I have my my place. Actually, it's a delicacy place. It's so it's not like a specialty coffee place, but uh, it has um, lots of different regional like chocolates, cheeses, 
um, coffee, but it's it's called Goldhan and Samson. I want to just give them a shout out on here. Uh, and they're 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 not a specialty coffee uh, place, but they they sell specialty coffee equipment. For example, you know they sell the Chemex. Um, they they sell they sell uh, all the different aeropresses and then they have you know you know my 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 favorite drink is the flat flat white and I they the way they prepare it the the way the baristas and specific two, two three baristas then when they're there I, I'm I'm so excited to see them as well and then that's the place you go to all of this right you know you, it draws you to there. And another place in Berlin that I also liked was Outgrow. It's also in the same in my in my. Uh, it's fairly new. It's like two two years old, young, and uh, they are also growing. The barista that is there quite frequently is um, Australian, so he also really is. You know, he takes a lot of pride in in, in the coffee making. And then the flat white, because it is from Australia, it it it's especially good. And I drink it usually with uh, oat milk. So uh, for me, I think that's the that's the milk that that doesn't distort the taste of the coffee too much. Uh, you still feel the taste of it. Um, do you have a specific uh, uh, drink that you uh, milk drink that you enjoy drinking um, when you, whenever you drink uh, with with milk? Yeah, I, I usually order the cappuccino cortado. So, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I, I still like the regular milk or cow milk is my my favorite. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I usually take a old milk. Uh, in in it, for me, it's kind of like the. I mean, similar to cappuccino actually, but it's kind of like the very, you know, breakfasty like coffee. So, so yeah. that's the because it's more more thick and more. Yeah, there's some kind of like uh, like specific taste of it right like in when mixed yeah. with, with coffee but yeah. and that's that's the it, biggest like in italy the biggest no-no is ordering a cappuccino in the afternoon <laughs> yeah, you will you will get uh you will get thrown out of the cafe because they they all in italy it's it's fairly known fact that cappuccinos in the mornings with a with a croissant and and in the afternoon you will not get that <laughs> so I mean, have you tried i i i i think it's kind of over overhyped this thing like that they would be they would not be really serving cappuccino or stuff. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious, but it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's obviously uh, in my circles when I talk to to scouts or to to other coaches. When you order a cappuccino in Italy in the afternoon, they will laugh at you. Right? But that's you know that's that's generalizing it, and that's obviously being sarcastic. But yeah. it, it, the general rule is you drink it in the morning. Um, yeah, I mean, like we, I mean, just just a short comment. Yeah, there are like you know, like the Italian or or Greeks, they and obviously also Australians because the coffee culture is like such a strong. So they have like very strong opinions about what is right and what is wrong, right? So I mean, I'm yeah. much more open. But you know, obviously, when we published the video that you mentioned about different kind of coffee or espresso based drinks, so there was like the, you know, obviously, ton of uh, Italians commenting that you know the when I mentioned is like the recipes. Are not set in stone, and they are, they can they are kind of changed from country to country, region to region. Say no, no, no. This is the way we do it. <laughs> similar, similar to similar to uh, uh, Greeks when because they are like known for like the ice their iced coffees and you know yep. the frappe and and Fredo Fredo espresso and so on. So when we did a video about the kind of all iced espresso coffee drinks, you know there were many comments on you know from from Greeks that this is not the way to do it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> we should not confuse people. So I mean we accept that, but you know so this is kind of uh, funny way. Like I mean 
you know, people take the pride of kind of being, you know, the, the dream coming from their country, which is great. But obviously, you know, different part of the world can usually adapt in, into their preferred tasting. And that is okay to me as well. I I completely agree. I think I would I'm embracing that those differences. You know, you have to embrace and you have to take it with the with a grain of salt, but also that's the beauty of the of the cultures, you know, the different cultures in Europe, because Europe is such a uh congest congested area with so many different traditions, so many different cultures, so many different, you know, like tastes and, and ideas of it that it should be the differences should be embraced. It shouldn't it shouldn't divide it. It should actually bring us together, you know, in, in whatever aspect it is and be tolerant and be accepting of each other, whatever it is. Because taste, politics, whatever, you can always argue. You can always find the differences, but you they have to be embraced, I think. That's true. Do you do you um in, in basketball we talk a lot about upside of a player you know like and that has like a biggest uh space to grow still and get better and we have uh underrated players um do you have anything that that uh, a cafe that or or a a, a, let's let's talk about a country let's a a country in terms of upside and, and and coffee knowledge that you see that still has to grow and and one underrated uh coffee coffee country uh in europe specifically mm-hmm Okay, that's a good question. So I think I, I will start with the underrated. I think the underrated, one of the underrated is uh, definitely Ukraine, Ukraine, mm. and eventually also Russia. Uh, but I think you know the Ukraine because it's like the smaller, uh, even smaller country. But like the the level of the coffee scene itself is it's amazing. I mean we been there for the first time in 2015, 16. And obviously because they are not like that integrated into Europe. So there's not like the huge number of tourism and like not as many people going to, to the, you know, the Eastern countries to Western. Yeah. Uh, so there's it's not that many tourists, but like level of coffee and also their, their kind of the, the coffee heritage coming for brewing coffee of the Chesva or Ibrig and, and uh, the level of the Barisa skill is amazing. So I think that's definitely like the underrated is the is Ukraine? Um, when it comes to what is the upside, like some some kind of like potential for growth, I think like the, there can be many. Um, I think like the when it comes to specialty coffee, I mean, because there are like certain regions, like you know, like the former Yugoslavian countries, like Serbia, Croatia, where the coffee and like all the Balkan, that where the the coffee culture is really strong. Everybody loves coffee. But they love it the, the 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 certain way, right? Like very strong and and rather yeah, bitter yeah. And, and so on. But I think like the, when it comes to the potential for kind of entering the specialty coffee scene, perhaps from Europe, I I, th- I would say like this this region is uh, can grow a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think uh, I've never I haven't. That's in Ukraine. I haven't traveled uh, much in uh, in the last years. And I, I would be excited to, to explore that a little bit more. I saw in, in Moscow that because when the World Cup, the soccer World Cup was in, in, in Russia, I think they, they put a lot of and invest a lot of money in infrastructure, in, in restaurants, in cafes. And I think since then it started blossoming a little bit more in terms of like quality of food, quality of, of restaurants and cafes at the same time. I assume I, I'm, 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 I'm no from what people told me bef- uh, afterwards because I have a lot of friends there. Yeah. Um, but I, so there's, I would there's, be- it, the, the- Yes. So I just short comment what it can be interesting. So, so I think it's it's interesting how the, the this coffee scene developed like uh like 
you know, if you compare kind of strong coffee cultures like, you know, Italy or, or Greece, where actually specialty coffee, people have to ch make a change from, you know, from, let's say, bad coffee to, to good coffee or better tasting coffee. Yeah. Uh, interesting to Russia is that actually not that many people drank uh that much coffee before right so it's yeah. more like the tea and so for them like the transition also is slightly different because they are switching from tea to to coffee and uh so, so the the dynamic and maybe also the, the speed is slightly different and can be even faster like the adaptation uh yeah. what is interesting is that i think the former two former uh roasting world coffee roasting champions are from russia so it's wow. meaning like the, the the kind of coffee roasting scene is, is quite strong Or they have difficulties when when it comes to kind of getting the the green coffee beans right again through the uh, logistics of it. But, yes, but the, the yeah. skills when it comes to skill of roasting, it seems they are really really well developed. Uh, but we are not that as much exposed to it because again, like <laughs> logistics issues. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that those it's it's easier also you know it's it's kind of hard in moscow if if you go you know the, moscow is huge it's huge so yeah, it's uh, when huge. when when you go to a place you have to really map it out ahead of time when you walk uh you know in the old arbat street and then uh, if there's any coffee coffee shops you have to know ahead of time where to where to go which region of moscow to be precise with your expo exp uh, exploring um do you have a, a interest in um or have you have you discovered the coffee fats uh, that that are coming out or that were coming out like keto coffee the mushroom mixes from uh, from four sigmatic that i i drank i also drank and tried a lot you know with lion's mane uh chaga cordyceps and any like the bulletproof coffee in the u.s was very huge you know with the with the keto diet and the mct oils i tried all of it and you know like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's if, if it's uh, uh, some you know effect that I just I'm just imagining, uh, or if it's if it's truly uh, healthy, or uh, does it is it not really for, the, for not really good for the coffee culture to have that in in the mix? So I, I will start with the. We try to. I try to. Exp, I mean, I'm. I. I. I have a bulletproof coffee from time to time. Uh, so I was. I. I. You know. I was kind of like drinking for some time we even have a video about it you know but like four years ago maybe and uh but the, but the one video i i might be interesting for for you and for the listeners actually about the kind of health aspects of drinking coffee that we did in december last year and it was like a it was a really interesting talk with uh, a video we did with uh danny uh, from switzerland who is actually former triathlete like professional triathlete but also he's he got uh very involved in the coffee industry and he he He, he was a kind of the finalist of the World Brewers Cup Championship. Um, so he has a kind of both from these two worlds, and he now works as a open a business as a nutritionist, mm -hmm. uh, like um, for for kind of like high performers, either from the sport or from kind of like you know the business. So we had this kind of all these kind of like different topics related to the to the drinking coffee and how much and when and what's good and what's what's bad. So I, I think it would be good video to to watch and and okay. and, and listen. Uh, so we, I also asked him about kind of bulletproof coffee. So for him, it's more like mixing the two kind of like elements that are potential benefits, right? Like fat, healthy fats and, uh, and caffeine in coffee and, and kind of all the, 
nutrition that comes from uh, from coffee. So then it's kind of like it doesn't see like that's that much like this combination emphasized so much. It's just like combination of these two that is actually nicely palatable because if you if you if you froth it right or or, or mix it so it's nice kind of texture that is easy to drink. So for me it's kind of like the cappuccino if not if I'm not in the in the the coffee shop when I feel like I I need more more energy. So that's how how it works for me. I haven't tried much of these mushroom coffees and, and so on. I asked him about it. He said, it's not proven. So when, when it comes to kind of like scientific studies, it's not proven yet uh, what exactly it does. Uh, but I assume, I assume, I mean, it's before people like, if they try it on, the, on their own body. So that's the, the most important, right? If it's if something works for you, it's, 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 it's good. I, I guess all these are not like, these drinks uh they don't have a taste of coffee in the first place right so it's kind of combination of the the benefits of uh of combining these uh coffee and something which is yeah. interesting for i think everybody needs to listen to their own taste buds and see what their body feels how the body reacts because i also reacted strangely to some some keto coffees that were uh, specific mixes um i did try and when i'm in the us there is also it's easier to to buy it and to to order it online um Laird Superfood, you know Laird Hamilton the the surfer. Um mm-hmm. so he and he has him and his wife have a, a a company Laird Superfood and they have a whole bunch of creamers that you can use um curcumin uh just different 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 tastes that you can put in your coffee and just to just to check it out and see how with you know how your body reacts with MCT oils in it and the powder is really tasty. So depending on what you like you you can use that and and um, spice up your coffee a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's an advantage I think in the US, right? Like such a huge market and so many different supplements. I think it's more uh, very often when I listen to some podcasts and it's like, okay, it would be nice to try. But when I mean, like, it's uh, yeah, it's not that easy to get in in Europe. But I think like we are usually you know it comes in a few years, <laughs> you know, because yeah. you know Europe is kind of like the, catching the wave and also in these things. But like we are usually a little bit slower, like for different reasons. Uh, I'm I'm generally open-minded with everything, you know, and and then you you really sometimes you catch side eyes. You know, people are looking look at me strangely because I'm just I I I'm aware that there's a lot more to to anything, you know. Like there's I, I get involved or I get a little bit caught up in the nuances and the details because I just have um, I'm open to so, too much information and I'm trying to distinguish it and I try to get a taste of everything because there's so much to discover. It's not, not only about coffee, about everything, you know? So, uh, being mm-hmm. open-minded, I think is the key and then trying out what you like and what you don't like, and then you can distinguish better of how you want to go about your daily life. Um, if I wanted to, to talk to you, uh, about, regions outside of Europe, because yours is generally, you know, uh, specific, specifically on, on, on Europe, but I'm sure you traveled outside of Europe as well. <laughs> so uh, have you discovered any regions that uh, you found are very coffee oriented and, and, and are and embraced coffee as much as, as some of the countries we talked about? Um, for me specifically, it was always Australia. Uh, I've been to Australia uh, twice now, and the second time I've been to, I was already more of uh, aware of coffee. And I went to uh, Flinders Lane. Uh, it's it's right down down downtown, and there's just a whole bunch of co- uh, cafes and flat whites and MC and bulletproof coffees and and they. But the the in Australia they 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 try they don't. Um, embrace the bulletproof and the, the 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 coffee fats as much that they are trying to stay within the the traditional coffee 
um, drinks, you know, whether it's flat white or or or, or Chemex or uh, things like that. But I was very fortunate. I had a, I had a tour. I think I I signed up for a coffee tour, a coffee hopping tour uh, around cafes in Melbourne. And everybody else canceled, so it was just me. <laughs> and I had like a, a private tour through five different six cafes, I think. So it was amazing. So I was wondering if you had an experience similar to that, or if there's a region outside of Europe that you feel like is is a really really good coffee coffee uh, country. First, I will say I, perhaps you have much more experience, like you know, as you travel much more outside of Europe than than we do. And and the second that when you come to Czech Republic, so happy to be your also the guide in either in Prague or Brno. So happy to show you some some places to have a awesome. Have I a will. I will overview of the of the local coffee scene. Um, uh, I mean the Australia. I mean we 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 had only one chance one one time a chance to visit Australia. And it's, I mean it's definitely like we we spent some time in Melbourne. It's definitely the 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 mecca of the of the coffee. And I think from Melbourne and and from the from the old region, actually many of the specialty coffee actually spread to to UK to London first, and then from London actually to the rest of the Europe. So I think it's kind of influence mm-hmm. through influence came from the Australia that was influenced actually back then from. Italy, right? Like Italian immigrants mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. who brought actually interesting, uh, interesting coffee and hospitality. Um, uh, so that's that's. I mean, everybody kind of knows, right? Uh, but I think when it comes to kind of like interesting place, other interesting places that uh, we've been to. So so we had the chance to spend some time in South Korea in Seoul, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a the great example of like really, really. Uh, well developed uh, the coffee culture and interesting concept and rather big right i mean you you really you, you see when you travel around europe so usually kind of specialty coffee is more like kind of like uh, small businesses and people who actually got excited about coffee and then opened their own small shop eventually if they are successful they can grow and open a roastery and so on it seems like for some reason like in in uh, in in, in uh, asia that uh, the specialty coffee already comes with more money for some reason. I, I don't know all the economics and politics of it, but so it's kind of like sometimes even too fancy places, but with really, really high quality coffee. Also, uh, what is interesting perhaps is that kind of the, 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 the most expensive coffees in the world, like the, when there are, you know, you either buy kind of commercial coffee on, you know, the markets or you have buy specialty coffees, let's say through the, through the dealers or importers or you, or there are even for the kind of high price coffee, there are the auctions and most of the auction coffee goes to Asia actually. So they are, mm. they have really strong kind of like the, the purchase power and kind of like the willingness to pay extra and premium for, for higher, higher quality coffees. And it usually goes to actually South Korea, Japan, or Taiwan. So I would say I haven't been in Japan and Taiwan, but I, I suppose these are also the countries where it's it's uh, developing really fast and the coffee cultures are, are interesting. Similar to China, again, like the, there is big um, talk about the China as a both coffee producer because they have certain regions where they actually produce coffee also, and and as a as a coffee drinking culture because we are primarily drinking tea, right? But it's yeah. kind of like if if they switch or with more like a big amount of people actually switch to coffee, so it's a huge market. So that's the yeah. one area I think like exploring uh, Asian countries. It's and interesting, also like the very touristic, like the locations, you know, like Thai, Thailand and and Vietnam, where like the the bigger cities, they always have already like developed like kind of third way, especially coffee culture. Interesting. I I 
apart from Australia, Japan was to me very, very eye-opening in in terms of culture, but also uh, cafes because I, I I googled you know specialty coffee in Tokyo, specialty coffee in 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 other in Kyoto, but in in Tokyo and there's there's they took they take pride in in, in those cafes and like you said like that they have a very a big variety of different different uh, specialty coffees and the the the, the beans but um, I also when I visited Hong Kong Hong Kong had a lot of good cafes that were like in those small streets and it's also very modern very clean very nicely set up that you can really enjoy a good cup of coffee um, that was that was to me that was a, a, a really good discovery. Um, apart from that, I was in Bali and in Bali, the coffee, the, the, the consistency, the, 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 the coffee itself was gooey, you know, it's, it was, it was a different taste. It was very acquired taste, but the water, it was not, not thick, not one. It was like, almost like you're drinking slime, you know, like you're drinking a different, different type of coffee, uh, um, consistency. I don't know, I don't know how, how to properly explain it. But uh, it was it was tasty. It's just an acquired taste. You have to really, again, be open minded and not be closed off yeah. to the coffee you drink. You always drank, but try new things. And that was one thing that I that I that I enjoyed uh, a new discovery. But one thing I I didn't enjoy, and I saw you have a video on that as well, is uh, nitro coffee. That was one coffee drink that I I could not um, find the taste for it just because it's it's a little bit. It's bubbly. It's 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 a little bit different, and and uh, I don't know what's what's your what's your experience with nitro coffee. Uh, nitro coffee. I mean, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> I I I wouldn't of I wouldn't order very often in the coffee shop. <laughs> I go to like so I I I hear your 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 uh, your comment or I understand the comment. Uh, on the other hand, it's quite interesting concept. Uh, I mean, it's when when I first tried and and tasted, it was in actually in Berlin in our friend's mm-hmm. place called Happy Baristas, and would I and and they made quite interesting comment that I think it's still valid that actually for them it feels like it's kind of for actually way how they how people can drink even more black coffee and not to mix with anything right because mm-hmm. the idea of drinking black coffee is that you actually can taste coffee and you don't mix it with another ingredient then actually covers the coffee uh but the problem very often people have is like you, you actually don't order cappuccino because, necessarily because of the milk but, but because of the texture right like feel of the drinking so what the nitro does with the kind of the infusing uh the bubbles and kind of cascading effects that actually it makes a uh, black coffee more creamy kind of mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so so i find this quite interesting and kind of for actually spreading the idea of like black coffee even more and for that i i find it interesting and perhaps even for me maybe even more refreshing than just like plain cold brew right because it's it's basically cold brew coffee that is infused with nitrogen right yep. so maybe now i i don't drink very often neither a cold brew but maybe now this day i would even opt for for nitro instead of uh the, the plain cold brew Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I haven't encountered uh, enough nitro cafes in, to be open to exploring it more. You know, so maybe yeah. that's the maybe that's the the problem with you. If you're not exposed to it uh, a lot of times, then you're probably not also going to try it a lot, right? 
Um, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely, I think, when because we talk about kind of entry-level coffees, right? Something that it's good to try, maybe you can kind of get hooked. So I yeah. think for this, it can be even more like for, for people who are used to drink like the milk coffees and, and bigger bigger doses. So maybe this, that can be kind of like transition, right? So, to, I mean, you don't just go and, and try filter coffee or, or yeah. just cold brew, but this can be interesting transition that eventually can lead to appreciating more and shorter and more intense kind of like the black coffees alternatives. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, but definitely Alice, huge trend, <laughs> definitely a huge yeah. trend. And I think it will be developing further and further. Um, Alish, I, I don't want to steal your time. I know we've, we've been talking here for, for a while, but I still have a couple more questions and I, I have I have five uh, espressos prepared for you. So five quick questions that, we, that I'm going to throw at you and with quick answers. But before... Before we go into the espresso shots, I wanted to ask you if you if you had a chance to see recently. I saw just maybe you've seen it before. This um, automated baristas that are uh, doing the, the 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 latte art. Uh, is the robots are doing the latte art and and uh, preparing the coffee for you. Have you seen that recently pop up? And uh, do you think that's going to take away the jobs of the baristas? I've seen it a long time ago, actually. So it's been okay. on, a, on a trade show for uh, several years. So it's, it's not like really new, new. It's, it's usually kind of interesting part of the trade shows. And I saw it in actually in Melbourne when you asked about the, the, oh. the culture. So there was one kind of really like open, right? It was not like the, just a model. It was like really kind of, you know, functioning robot uh, cafe. And we also have a kind of short video uh, about it, like the actually difference between like ordering the coffee before and after COVID and kind of like human person and then robot. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I don't think it's a, uh, so one, it, I mean, if the robots or like the automated machine will be making better coffee than humans. So, I mean, it's, I mean, let's give it to them and, and uh, they, like let people, do the human part, meaning like talking with people and, and providing yeah. the service. I think, it, I mean, we shouldn't be worried that much or baristas shouldn't be worried. I think it's eventually the de development in all the other fields, like that humans should do the, the, the human things and let the machine do the, all the other stuff. Uh, I guess, uh, I mean, it would be possible to do that already. It's not like too complicated technology, I suppose. It's just like it would cost too much money to make them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> enough. So, so it's it's worth it. So, um, but I, what I assume is more that kind of more like automated machines, something that just push the button yeah. and and it's just calibrated by person, like every morning and so on will come earlier because it seems I haven't really that, did that much research, but also at the trade shows, they are now like basically testing kind of the top level of the super automatic machines and even like top baristas are claiming that they are quite close to actual level of the the coffee you can get from the the person so wow. i think that's the so not really having the kind of moving head doing all the <laughs> kind of the latter art and stuff but rather have it kind of in a sort of a black box but yep. just operate with the person or like even like just from the customer so i think that's maybe more probably the future and maybe not that far from from now and then the barista itself the, will do a slightly different job right yeah, I think um, that's again. I probably uh, attribute attribute that to COVID to speeding up all this process of automation because also you, some people will be scared to encounter other people. You know, I'm a people's person. I like to hug people. I like to you know like so. I will always be there and, and prefer the person instead of the robot. But who knows? People, you know, like the like we said, like the COVID. I think sped up the automation process and it's going to change the world. Um, 
Let's go into yeah, but, the... But, the but, 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 yeah, but that's, that's important, right? Like, but you, you don't need... Actually, that person you hug and talk to, you don't need them to actually eventually made your coffee, right? It's, no. <laughs> you can, I mean, so so, so I, I think that's the kind of the middle step, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, to get just from the vending machine, I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't really enjoy that neither. Like, you know. No, uh, it's everybody, everybody choose their own fate, right? So like, it's every, up to everyone else. But of, of course, you're not going to go in and hug your barista <laughs> unless, you, unless you know them very closely. Um, so I have five espresso shots for you. Uh, and, and some of the things we talked about, but if you had one answer to nail down to all of these questions uh, to decide, uh, preferably one answer and uh not much time to think so the first thing that pops to your mind uh you'll you'll we'll roll with that um biggest no-no in the coffee world so like the biggest pet peeve or biggest no-no that you think that shouldn't be shouldn't be done (laughs) (laughs) uh well now i'm taking too much time to think about it okay uh no no Okay, so what what comes to my mind is the the barista for baristas no no is touching the rim or touching the cup from inside, so it's kind of like not hygienic and like the yeah, kind of no no for yeah for for the cafe or for baristas. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Number one cafe. If you had one flight today, where would you go? I would go to uh, yeah to Zurich to Switzerland to to Mame coffee shop. One favorite coffee region that you would prefer over every every other region that you, uh, if you had a choice. Yeah, Ethiopia. Yeah, we talked Ethiopia, about it. Yeah, it's orig- origin, yeah, it's like lovely. Yeah. Um, if you drink a flat white, what milk would you drink it with? You know, you had you said whole milk, but uh, if you if you had advice to make, and uh, if somebody doesn't drink whole milk, soya, oat, almond, what is the alternate, the best alternative uh, for a flat white? Uh, I I I I don't really know. I I didn't do the, the test, but but oat milk sounds like a good option to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I prepared these questions beforehand when we talked about it. You said whole milk is your choice, so I I, I did not change it along the way. But I feel like some you know, a lot of people are exploring different tastes and different different milks. And I was always told that almond is uh, uh, oat milk is the one that doesn't distort the taste with, because it doesn't have the sweetness of of almond or any other milk. So for me, it was oat always. I don't I didn't know if you had any it's, other. That's true. I mean, like the. It has a development, right? Like so, I guess the whole all alternative milk for for milk coffees develop quite a lot over the time, and it, it's much more, much easier to foam it. It's much more easy to mix it actually with coffee now, and there are much more alternatives. So, uh, so I mean, originally it was soy. I think then kind of oat milk got over, and uh, then there are the the you know cocoa or almond. But there, recently, kind of like maybe interesting for folks is like the pea pea milk. Like the mm. from peace. Yeah, I haven't tasted yet, but it's I saw it. You know, from in in Scandinavia, uh, some brands are making it. So maybe it's uh, something that we'll see more often in the future. Yeah, like pea, pea protein has been big in the vegan vegan uh, culture. So I, I guess that's also where it comes from. And by the way, in 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 um, in in Australia, oats. Like they, I don't think they have their own oat milk brand. So there's a big upside, I think, also in Australia in terms of oat milk brands and uh, producing their own oat milk, uh, um, you know, manufacturing it. As what the last time I heard about, it. maybe this changed since then. Um, but mm-hmm. the last time, the last thing, uh, the last question for you, last espresso is: 
When's the last time you've been to a Starbucks? Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't go, right? But I mean, I've been <laughs> to, I, I mean, in general, I don't go, even though I don't have like this huge hate about them, but it was not part of the my coffee journey. Uh, but I was in uh, the Starbucks Reserve in Milan which is, ah, I mean, okay. amazing experience. They have this kind of like huge place and it's like, it's just like, yeah, it's like a you know, wonderland for the for the coffee enthusiasts. Even though the coffee itself, I was not like the, the huge fan, but uh, but the overall experience and customer service was, was incredible. So interesting. The, the, the Starbucks Reserve kind of like venues, I think they have multiple, right, around the world. But, but I had the chance to visit one in Milan and it was like, you know. Yeah, interesting, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I I I try to avoid just because the the taste is not my I just don't find the beans uh, is it fits my taste um, but because of the airport airports recently not all cafes are open so you're limited options and uh, I, I was in the Starbucks just recently when I was flying I was in in uh, in Brussels I believe it was so um, yeah that's that's my that's my uh, that's my experience with the with the coffee and you're you've been my First coffee savant, I I really appreciate you, Alice, uh, on coming on the show and and uh, talking to me about the coffee experiences, the different coffee trips around Europe, and um, we I, I would love to have you on again and talk more. I think we've we've talked a, a, a lot about different parts of Europe and 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 uh, uh, generally the coffee culture around the world, and uh, I'm happy that you contributed and you're the first contributor on this um, this category. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for for really nice chats. Uh, it was a uh, nice to talk about coffee with not a coffee person. Even though I mean I'm not uh, really the coffee person. I've never really worked professionally behind the bar. But so I'm also like on a on a similar path as you as a as a coffee learner, coffee enthusiast. But obviously I have a I can spend much more time than you <laughs> doing that because I, <laughs> I because I turn it into my uh, regular job, right? But yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to eventually meet in person someday. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm really looking forward. I will be in the Czech Republic definitely, and the first call will be for to you. So <laughs> I, I I appreciate it again, and I'm I'm looking forward to meeting in person as well. Okay, perfect. <laughs>